minutes, you know, you'll, you'll be gone. What, what would you say to your family? What would be the last words? If you had five minutes, what would be those words that you will tell to your family? Let's suppose that, you know, you're, you're I don't know, maybe you're home, you're at the hospital, uh, anywhere, but you have like five minutes and you're going to be leaving. Uh, how would you do like a farewell? What, what would be the, the last words that you would want your wife, your children, and maybe your friends to hear from you? So who wants to go first? Hilda? For sure, just two words. Love each other. Love each other? All right. Give it up for Hilda, please. Thank you, Hilda. You can go back. Remember, you have five minutes. So. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably just thank them, tell them I love them. And yeah, probably need a little bit more thought before. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. Give it up for Adam. What would be the last words you would say to your family? different when that time comes but right now all I can think of is to say that I love them and just like Hilda said love each other in the same sentence or something like that okay thank you um, I think I'll just tell them uh, meet you on the other side all right <laughs> that sounds very positive Okay, that's great. So I want to take you to the book of Joshua, chapter 24, verse 14 and 15. And the reason why I wanted to do this is because the scripture that we're going to read today, actually, it is that. Joshua is about to die. He's about, uh, actually, he's 110 years old. He's saying goodbye to the Israelites, uh, just like, you know, Moses did. And Moses knew, you know, when he was going to die. And Moses, you know, gave a speech. Joshua comes to the end of his life. And Joshua gathers everybody from Israel. Remember, there's about 3 million people in Israel. And Joshua gathers them in a valley. And starts telling the people his last words before dying. Actually, when you go um, at the end of the chapter 24... Verse 29, you're going to realize that right away after Josh said these words, you know, he died. So I want to read those two chapters, I mean those uh, verses today. Verse 24, uh, I mean chapter 24 verse 14 says like this. Remember these are his last words. He's about to die. Now fear the Lord and serve him. With all faithfulness, throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord your God. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable for you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve whether the gods of your ancestors, the, the God that your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. 
Joshua was in his last days. And when he was about to die, he realized that he had not trained a successor that would replace him just like he replaced Moses. The Israelites had spent so much time conquering the land in the promised land, conquering countries, conquering towns, taking land, the land that God had given to them, defeating their enemies, enjoying all the promises that God had given them that had become a reality in the promised land. But in the end of his life, Joshua was realizing that there was nobody who was going to replace him. The only people that were left after him were the elders and the leaders of Israel. So he gathered these people of Israel in the same valley where God spoke to Abraham many years ago before that. Abraham used to live in that valley. And when Abraham was worshiping other gods, God spoke to Abraham in that valley. And God told Abraham, I have chosen you so that from you or out of you, I can build this great nation and you will have so many descendants that you will not even be able to count them. In that encounter, as you know, Abraham was over 100 years old. He could not have children. He didn't know how that promise was going to happen. But we know through the story in the scripture that God provided, God made a miracle, something that was impossible for men. It became possible through the power of God. And now Joshua was surrounded by over 3 million people in this valley. And he was saying his farewell, his last words. I want you to know that in these verses of the scripture... The first thing that Joshua does when he's saying goodbye is Joshua reminds the people what God has done in their life. If you read the entire chapter 24, you will realize that when Joshua gathered the people, Joshua started telling the people, please remember that once upon a time we were slaves. And we, will, we were crying for over 400 years for God to deliver us from the Egyptians. And God provided Moses and used him so that we will be free. Remember, when we came out of Egypt and the Red Sea was in front of us, the Egyptians were behind us. We, cannot, we could not go to the right or to the left. If we would march forward, we would die. If we were to go back, we were going to die. But God opened the Red Sea so that we would go on the other side. 
and God eliminated the Egyptians on that day. Also remember, when we started walking in the desert, we started to get hungry. And when there was no food, no animals, no resources, God provided the best food we have ever had that is called manna from heaven. We will go every day in the morning, get the food in the desert, eat it the whole day. And the next day God provided the same over and over and over again. There was a time where you complained about eating manna every single day. So God through a miracle sent you meat so that you would eat meat. Remember when we were walking in the desert and we started to get thirsty and we started complaining about not having water. Moses touched a rock and God gave us sweet water out of that rock. When we were hungry, God gave us food. When we were sick, God healed us. When we had enemies, God set us free. When we didn't have light, God provided a light of fire in heaven so that we could walk through the darkness of the desert. And then during the day also God provided so that we could continue walking to the promised land. When we enter into the promised land that God had provided, he opened the river so that we could go to the other side and conquer. Joshua reminded the people how good God had been. So the point of Joshua was, you are where you are, not because of your own strength. You are where you are right now, not because you were so lucky. You are where you are right now just because you were beautiful or you were pretty. Or you come from a different country. Or you are more powerful. You are where you are right now because God kept his covenant, his promise. And I don't want you to forget what God has done in your life with each one of you. It's not a matter of luck. It's a matter of God's faithfulness in your life. Joshua was realizing that there was nobody that could replace him. So in his farewell speech, the number one thing he does is, I want you to remember all the things that God has done for you in your life. Joshua was a military tactician. So he had spent his life, his years of ministry, just conquering the lands, conquering the enemies, fighting for the promise of God. But the Israelites had not been trained in how to develop the fear of the Lord. How to have a relationship with God. Let me tell you this morning, Agape Church and friends, that many times we fall into the same position as the Israelites. They were going to a town, conquered the town, took that city. They went to Jericho, walked seven times around the city. The walls came down and they conquered that city, that country. They were doing good things all over the place. 
But they were not learning or they did not learn how to develop a relationship with God. They did not develop what it is to have fear of the Lord in their heart. How do we know that? Because when you go to the first chapter of the following book, the book of Judges, chapter 1 and chapter 2, it says that after 25 years, when Joshua had died, another generation raised up who didn't know about the Lord, didn't know about God, forgot completely about God, and forgot what the Lord had done in their lives. Many times it happens with us that as Christians, as believers, we are doing so many good things. Yes, you come to church. You go and see your children. You provide for your parents. And you're doing all the great things, but sometimes we forget the most important thing, which is having a relationship with God and transferring the fear of the Lord to the next generation. I am here in front of you because I had a father who went through a civil war. I had a father who we were extremely poor. And when we were hungry, my dad would go on his knees and pray and say, God, I don't have any money to buy food for my children today. But I believe that you can provide. I believe in your power. I believe you're calling in my life. And after praying and getting up, somebody would show up at the door, knock on the door and say, Pastor, I felt in my heart that I needed to bring you food, so I'm bringing you chicken, I'm bringing you rice, I'm bringing you tortillas, so you eat today. I hope it is okay with you. I don't want to offend you. And me and my brother and sister and my father, we will eat. And I saw the miracles through my father's ministry. That's why I'm here standing before you today. But I want to ask you this question. When you come to the end of your life, when you come to the last days of your life, what are you going to leave for your children? What are you going to leave for your, the people who love you and follow you? What will people remember you for? What are you going to leave for the next generation? What are you going to leave for Agape? What are you going to leave for this city, for this country? Joshua told the people, I am leaving. I'm worried because there's not a successor that will replace me. And I kept you guys on track. But I want to tell you today, number one, do not forget the things that God has done in your life in the past. There's a powerful statement that Joshua said that really, really touches my heart. If we read in the scripture, verse 15, he says, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose 
for yourself this day who you are going to serve. I want you to notice that Joshua was not telling the people, make a decision, who are you going to follow? Joshua was telling the people, make a decision who you are going to serve. Because when you follow Christ, you are expected to serve. You are expected to be productive for the kingdom of God. Because God has given you talents and gifts. And God expects you to multiply what God has given you so that his kingdom can be bigger and grow more. And Joshua told the people, if it's not desirable, if you don't feel like it, if you don't feel like following his word, if you don't feel like praying, if you don't feel like going to church, if you don't feel like following God, then make a decision today. Who are you going to serve? Make a decision today, right now. He challenged the people. Not tomorrow. Not when you graduate from college. Not when you get married. Not after you have your kids. Not when you are, you know, retired. Make a decision right now who you are going to serve. But as for me and my house and my family, we will serve the Lord. Let me tell you, friends, Joshua was telling the people you cannot follow God 50%. If you really love the Lord, you got to go in 100% with all your strength, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your body, with all your strength. Look at the words of Joshua, the last words he said. Choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Ephrathes or in Egypt, or serve the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. So Joshua was telling the people, make a decision. Do you want to go back to your past where God took you from? Is that what you want to do? Because some people wanted to go back to Egypt, as you know. Some people missed being in Egypt. Even though they were slaves, they wanted to go back to that status. They wanted to go back to their past. So Joshua told them, we have, you have options here. I am dying. I'm not, I can't keep you accountable anymore. I'm gone. And I don't know who's going to lead. But right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys, you have choices. You can go back to Egypt if you want to, the, the gods of your ancestors. But just remember, why would you go back to a God that didn't deliver you, deliver you, but where, why would you go back to the place where God took you from? Number two, he said, you can go to the gods of the Amorites in the land where we are right now. Basically, what Joshua was saying is, there is a possibility that while you live in this land, the Amorites and their gods, the gods of this culture, will probably have an influence in you. Or you can believe in God and make a decision today to serve him. But me and my family, we will serve the Lord.
I want to ask you a question today. I don't like giving choices. You know, when I talk to people on the streets, God has a plan for you. God, God can change your life. If you believe in him and if you have faith, God can do great things in your life. But Joshua said, you can go back to, you know, to the, your ancestors, the gods of your ancestors. You can be serving the gods of this culture. But me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want you to think about it because in our culture, we have gods. We have the God of materialism. We have the God of division. We have the God of anger. And a lot of people use division to continue to, to sow division in other people. For their wins, for their gain. But Joshua said, me and my family, we will serve the Lord. I want to ask men specifically, how are you leading your family if you are married? How are you leading your wife? What are going to be the words that people will remember you from when you are not here anymore? I think when Joshua was telling the people, do whatever you want, but you got to choose. You can't be over here and then trying to, you know, be here for a little bit and then come back. No, no, make a decision. Go ahead and serve. But me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I think the question that Joshua was telling or asking the people was, we need to step up. You need to step up. Make a decision and live that decision every single day of your life. Because of the things that God has done for you. Many of you today who are here, you could be somewhere else in a worse situation or in a bad situation. God used somebody so that you could be here. I want you to remember the things that God has done in your life. And just like Joshua told the people, me and my house. Me and my family, we will serve the Lord. You know what I want to hear? I want to see each one of you guys in prayer. I want you guys to come to me and say, Franklin, we need to pray for Pasadena City College. There's like 20,000 students there. How do we start a Bible study? Franklin or Pastor Henry, there's two high schools in the community. How can we start a Bible study in that high school or a Bible club? There's a senior citizen center here in Pasadena. How can we go and start a ministry for seniors? Or people who are immigrants, people who live right here in the community. Church, we need to step up, go 100% in. Make a decision that you and your house will serve the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, today we thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lord God, because the last generation, 
There were missionaries, Lord God, in the 1900s. There were people, evangelists and pastors who came from other places to share the gospel. And that's why we believe in you and we are here today. But the question is, what are we leaving as a church to the next generation or to the people that surround us? Lord, help us today. Help my friends today so that we can step up to that decision that no matter what gods are around us or trying to influence us or the present culture, but we and our families, we will serve the Lord. I pray, Lord God, that this challenge remains and that we leave this church today not just saying, oh, I agree, we should do something about it. No. That we take proactive steps to live that choice to serve you. Thank you, Lord.